my tendency is to agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It probably is all my fault because in my nature, I'm the one that's always, I feel like I'm always saying I'm sorry. Even if I have nothing to do with the circumstances, I'm apologizing for somebody else's mess, it seems like. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. My name is Victoria, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're here, if you've been here for a while, thank you so much for coming back and tuning back into the show. And I'm, you know, we have a few more of these clubhouse quote masterminds to go. And then I'm pivoting to something a little bit differently, different, but I've really enjoyed just being on here, opening this room and waiting to see who God might bring into the room or just some of the folks who have been regulars like Rebecca and Candy and um, Monica and I can, you know, I can, Shelby was on here and just a few of the other folks who have stepped in. It's been so nice to chat informally about these kinds of topics and for about 13, 16 episodes, I guess, we talked about mindsets, and now we've pivoted over towards some otherwise toxic thoughts, and they may be thoughts that you've had, you've entertained once in your life, or maybe even more than that, or maybe you found yourself stuck in that particular thought, and the one for tonight is, it's all their fault. So if, I just want you to think about that for a moment. It's all their fault. It's all their fault. There are a lot of different ways we could even say that. We could change our tone and put emphasis on different words even, and it may come across as an entirely different meaning in a way. But when I wrote this one, my thought was it's all their fault in the sense of possibly an issue of unforgiveness, possibly an issue where you're blaming or I'm blaming someone for something that happened and I'm not quite letting them off the hook. And it may even be a way to justify my own behavior and kind of staying stuck in, well, you know what, it's just all their fault anyway. So who cares? I can't do anything about it. Or it's, you know, it's their fault. This is the predicament that I'm in. And, you know, I, it's almost as if it justifies staying where you are, even though you may not like it. And I've been trying to think in in reference to this particular thought, it's all their fault. And by the way, with all of these thoughts, they're not in and of themselves necessarily toxic. If I'm in an automobile accident, then yeah, it can be, someone is going to be at fault, correct? So we know that there could be people who are guilty or culpable, or they they goofed and they, they caused an accident. 
And it's very helpful when someone simply admits, yeah, I, I was at fault, or that's my mistake, my bad, I'm sorry, or something along those lines. I was in an automobile accident, now that we're talking about that particular theme or that topic, that you know situation, and where the lady, what, she was at fault, and she admitted her fault, and it was so reassuring and relieving that she did that because had she not then it it gosh I I hate to think about how it might have played out had she not simply admitted the fact that she ran the red light she sped up through it as a matter of fact now her her I think he was a maybe a 30 something son was with her in the vehicle and and he I believe is the one who said that so I I just hope that you know Obviously, it was in the police report, and because nowadays, when you have, and if you're involved in an accident, they look at every single thing. Like, is it raining? Where's the sun shining? And there's so many different factors, and it's very difficult to get someone to say yes. It is 100% my fault, and that's the way it went down in that particular very serious accident. Matter of fact, you can listen to the recount of that early in the the choose to think podcast history it was last season let's say something happened or maybe the the trauma from that accident just using that as an example and I'll, I'll say that sometimes I still hear the sounds of that accident and because when she hit me she hit my driver's side door and just we're very close to the door and a matter of fact I think had she been maybe 12 inches you know, toward the middle of the car, I don't know what would have happened. Fortunately, by God's good grace, I I broke my clavicle and then I fractured an ankle. Like it hit against the the side of where my foot was. It was the, my right right one. It hit against something and fractured that ankle ankle bone. But um, but I and I had a few minor lacerations and it's considerable bruising it was very early one morning and when when this happened I was on my way to work and at any rate you know had she I I could still blame her though I could blame somebody right if we say it's all their fault then obviously that's a stance or a position of blame and I could blame her for the the fact that I'm still a little squeamish sometimes when when I'm turning when I'm actually I was going straight across an intersection and she you know ran perpendicular um, but it was she was going about 60 miles an hour and so it was a real heavy hit I just had pulled out to cross the intersection but and actually I think the police report said 55 though somebody said they saw her speed up through it or something like that so at any rate I could it's so I'm a little more you know I'm a little more edgy or something tentative when when I'm turning or crossing intersections and but but what I remember is the sound because there was a tremendous sound. And so sometimes it seems like I replay that sound in my mind occasionally. And it's like, oh, I don't ever want to hear that again. And, and I guess that's just part of the trauma, you know, that, that you experience when you're in an accident like that. And, 
but I don't really, I don't really blame her or I don't really, um, she doesn't really come to mind exactly in all of that. It's more, it's more me just being a little bit cautious. It's like if you're, you know, the place in your driveway where the, the, the rain or the ice, the snow, whatever the, you know, it's really slippery. Or if you've ever fallen off of fallen down your steps, when, you know, you hit some ice or something like that and just went boop and, and fell down, you know, those areas you're, you're twice shy. You know, we have the expression once bitten, twice shy. So you're naturally, you, you have that mechanism built in to, to be careful and to be on alert in certain situations. And so it would have been a different story for me had I kind of not forgiven her, I guess. We could even talk about the issue of forgiveness here because maybe it's that I, you know, that I was hurt and I want to have somebody to blame or I have someone to blame and therefore I harbor some resentment or bitterness or anger ill feelings toward that individual and and we certainly I certainly could have spun it in a lot of ways and I know I did at first like what on earth why did she do that and you know but very quickly I'm like okay Victoria you've also sped up to get through a light before or Victoria, the times that you have been in a hurry and you have exceeded the speed limit, can you even count them on two hands? No, I can't. So it's easy for me or a little easier for me to not go in that direction just because of my own personal offenses. But the point I'm trying to make is when we when we consistently blame someone else or keep you know, saying over and again, it's all their fault. It's all their fault. It's all their fault, whether it is or it isn't. It, what does that do for us? How does that benefit us? What good is it to me? What good would it have been for me to have continued to have said that? Maybe it would have been so bad that I stopped driving myself or maybe, um, you know, well, that's the most extreme thing I can think of. Like, you know, it's her fault that I can't drive anymore or I can't drive peacefully, which I can drive peacefully. It's just that sometimes there must be some little thing I see or that, you know, when I'm crossing that intersection or an intersection, I'm very, I'm much more careful to, to kind of slow down. And although I was at the light seat, sit, sitting there at the light, but at any rate, I think maybe you understand what I'm trying to say. I hope you do, that whether it's someone else's fault or not, whether, you know, we don't want to personally accept the blame, we may even feel bad about our own mistake. Maybe we feel so silly and so we just cast the blame somewhere else or we don't want the attention and so we just shift that blame a little bit. Maybe we got hurt and we want someone else to pay that price and pay that penalty. Um, you know, there, it, it, could be, it could be so many things. But at any rate, I think that we could all say that it does us no good to hold on to that. And it could even be harmful to us and debilitating in some ways to hold on to and harbor that complaint that we have 
because it is a complaint. It may be an accusation, but if we harbor that and we don't ever let go of that, then really we're walking, perhaps we're walking in unforgiveness. And what happens to our bones, to that inner part of ourself, is that those bones kind of just dry out. They're, they're like brittle because bitterness will gnaw and eat away at our insights. And it could be that if we keep blaming someone else for our position in life, blaming them for, oh, I can think of someone I, or I, I blamed a college once when I was relief, released from my job. That took me a while to process. And, and matter of fact, I felt more anger and I wanted that. I wanted bad things for that college. I, I hope that they went under. I mean, I went so far as to just delight when, when I heard bad news about them. And, and I, I mean, I'm, that's just the truth of it all. And of course, I've had to come to grips with that. And, and I realized that, that what God had allowed, I wasn't going to throw my fist up at anymore. And that I was going to trust him instead. But it took me, it took me a, a couple of years to even work through that. Because it seemed like it was that college's fault that I was in the predicament I was in, and it was all their fault. And by golly, I wasn't happy about that. And I wanted, I wanted them to hurt because of that. Now, you can imagine they weren't thinking about one faculty member like myself. And so what I was doing in my brain didn't affect them at all. But it certainly affected and impacted me. So I hope I've kind of set a little bit of a tone here of and the parameters. And we can go beyond that. Candy Surratt is in the room. She's America's number one hope coach. And I know she's she's got value to add. I'm so glad that she's here. So we I don't first thing I'm gonna ask you, Candy, is were these some of the things that you were thinking about when you were considering the thought, it's all their fault, and just kind of engaging that thought, maybe even repeatedly saying that thought, maybe having that thought in the back of your mind about a particular situation or event, whatever the scenario? Well, as Victoria, as you were sharing, I was thinking about unforgiveness and sometimes things that lead to unforgiveness or offenses. We get offended. Mm-hmm by something that someone says or does. And once we get offended, we kind of walk in that. And it it shifts your perspective that everything comes through. I used to have a pastor say it's like looking through a kaleidoscope. You see everything through that little circular hole. You know, every perspective or everything that person says all of a sudden is filtered through that. And so when we're walking in an offense, you know, it, it can turn into unforgiveness, and like you said, then it go it can go into a bitter root. And I was just thinking about a situation that that I went through not too long ago with someone that said I was in a conversation and just said some hurtful words. It was somebody that really didn't know me at all or know my heart, but just made a judgment, kind of just went off on me. And yeah, it, it hurt. Those words can cut people. Our words can cut people really deep. I think sometimes it's it's better just for me. I just hold back and don't talk. And I would rather hold that thought than you know than to say something that I would regret and hurt somebody. But I am by nature a peacemaker at all costs. <laughs> it's not always a strength. <laughs> it can also be a weakness. But I think once 
I was able to let that go and let God work in that area. I think we know when we truly forgiven is when we can see that person and speak to them, love them. We don't have to be best friends, but you don't feel that thing rising up again that was there before. I mean, to me, that's true forgiveness. Is when is that's when you know, or you can talk about the situation without just feeling that thing kind of start rising. Well, what I had a question for you as you were sharing that when someone says something offensive or hurtful. Did you, and you, you felt the sting of that, like any of us would, did, did that impact you in a way that, that you found yourself saying, it's all their fault, they said this, and that me, and therefore, you know, I'm doing this, or I'm feeling this. Sometimes I, I might, I might blame someone for the way I'm feeling, and I don't know if you did that in that case, or if, if you... I mean, did you actually think about it's all their fault that, you know, they just ruined my night or something like that, where you put it back to them kind of after the fact, blaming them in some way? Yes, I did. It was early on a Saturday morning, and I was very excited about, you know, being able to share uh, with this person my heart. Didn't really get to say a lot, and... um I think, you know, very soon in our conversation, they made a judgment, and it, it did. It took my joy, and I just, yeah, I got off phone and thought, wow, where did that come from, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it did, uh, yeah, it was all, it was their fault. My day, that was hurtful, and, you know, once again, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, shifting perspective, and I just realized maybe they're coming out of a situation you know, where they're, where they're blaming somebody. Something I said maybe triggered something where they had hurt or they were blaming somebody or it was someone else's fault they were in that mood that morning. I don't know. But I did feel like it's, you know, you just ruined my whole morning. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny how we do that? We we so yeah. quickly, it's, it's our moods and our emotions, they just go up and down and they can they can turn so quickly. And so what, what I... What I do for myself and what I teach others to do is to actually say, okay, here's a a feeling. This is where you took the dip and you were happy as a clam going about your business, excited for the day. And then boom, something happened. Something was said and your, your emotions, you know, you were impacted by that because we're human beings and we, we, you know, we may have to fight a little bit harder against, for like for me, you know, I want people to like me and that sort of thing. But if, if you know, it's when we notice that dip and that, that, that goes down so quickly, then it's a good idea to say, okay, what just happened? And what am I thinking about that? And maybe what you were thinking were things like, gosh, she doesn't like me anymore, or how could she say that? And I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I'm just giving some examples in my own experience. When I someone said something hurtful to me, I might my first, one of my first thoughts is after all I've done, <laughs> I do that. A, I can I have to watch that one. We need to do a mastermind on on that particular thought. After all I've done. Um, because I'm familiar with that one. It's almost like I feel like 
because I've done this for you, you can't possibly do that or say that, that you're, and it's totally crossing wires. One thing is not at all related with another. It is such dysfunction. And, (laughs) but sometimes that's what I think. And so, you know, our emotions, they also signpost for us what we value. And that's the angle I come at it now. So if someone says something hurtful now, then I can easily, I can easily ask myself, Victoria, why are, why did you dip on that? What's going on? What are you thinking? What are, what are, what's really going on? Acknowledge your feeling. And then where was the sting? Where was that little pressure point that like, you know, that, that, touched you in a way that you really really impacted you and and if I can kind of in find that often it's it reveals something that I really do value like maybe her friendship or maybe I value um one of my kids said something recently and and I was so shocked I had no idea that this particular action on my part was bothersome to my child for a long time and apparently I was even told about this but I just laughed at it and I probably laughed at it because I thought he was kidding and so this was an otherwise real convert oops this was an otherwise real conversation that I was having adult to adult and, and I was so shocked and I was so sorry and and he was not you know, mean or mean spirited or anything, but he was like, yeah, mom, this was, let me tell you. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. I am so very sorry, but I felt a little bit hurt. And, and then I realized I felt hurt because I want to be quote, this wonderful mother to my children, to my son. And truly, had I really known that what I was doing was bothering him, I never would have done it anymore. I truly would not have. It's just that there was no connect to process those emotions and those feelings and allow them to cause us to stop a little bit and think about what we're thinking about and then acknowledge the emotion and feeling as well as think about what these particular emotions and feelings are signposting for us what are they what are they indicating about me that I value because that's probably tied into why we you know we take that dip or at least it has been for me I was just laughing as you were talking about you mean after all I've done for you do you keep a lip (laughs) You start going down the list. That's where the train begins, the train wreck. You see, That's the right. Wall. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I could. You start naming the items on the list because you have you have kept track of every one of those things. That, that made me laugh. Yeah, I think I could. I mean, but I catch myself before I do that because there is, I don't want to have conditional love relationships and I want to love my children unconditionally and I, I want our love to be um, healthy and not, um, what is the word that I'm trying to think of, the this, this psychological term, do you know what it is for, um, like, it's not enabling, but it is that one kind of, it'll come to me in a minute, but um, it's kind of like when you, when you love, but with strings attached, and um, rats, I can't think of the name of it, but Anyway, can you, can, are you thinking of Manipulation. I'm thinking manipulation. (laughs) No, yeah, it wouldn't be manipulative, but. (laughs) Yeah. 
fan. But anyway, relationships are hard. But they are hard. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I am thinking we are we are human. We are human, and God, um, He understands that we're human. You know, and people around us. You know, our families. Thankfully, they stick with us. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a lot of choice sometimes. But I, I mean, I think sometimes I just want people to know like we don't have it all together you know I was thinking I was listening to a couple of the other conversation podcasts we had done together and we're not here with all the answers by any means because I'm the first person to say my life's been mostly a train wreck uh, you know with a lot of bad choices that I made but also some that I didn't make that I didn't have control over and yet God loves us unconditionally and we should love others in the same way and extend the same grace to others that he extends to us. So I had a pastor who said that the foot of the cross is level ground and everyone stands evenly across that level ground at the foot of it. No one is higher, three steps higher, no one's two steps lower. We all stand at the same level. And every morning that we wake up, we need God to give us his breath and his grace and his mercy. And we need him to pour his, you know, to open our hearts and let him pour himself into us every day. We need him. We don't have it all together. And I think that I have always remembered him teaching all that. We all need a savior. There's not one of us that can wake up and say, oh, well, I'm God today. Mm. (laughs) You know, and I think that um, for people to realize that, you know, we are sitting on here talking and we're sharing our thoughts and we are, we're, 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 trying to say what works for us to help us reframe things so that we don't stay in that that mindset or in that loop and so to realize that we have um, issues in life just like everyone else you know that we're trying to share with but trying to encourage that there are things that are helpful I I remember thinking about in unforgiveness um what is more important is that you know we're right or do we want to be free and those were some of the thoughts i was thinking about you know how do we reframe these thoughts Mm, yeah that's really good and i as you were talking i also remembered that word i was trying to think of it's codependency i never knew that i always thought codependency was in relation to maybe addiction or some kind of behavior in your family where like enabling and that sort of thing but actually codependency also can be for you know for a lot of other things that you that we maybe we need to do a session on that or a uh, an episode on that but i have demonstrated considerable codependent type behavior and but now that i'm aware of it then I can kind of work on that a little bit. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we we haven't hung the moon, but we know who has. And that's what we're really proclaiming. And we're also, re- this is real life, 21st century Christianity. That's a part of, I think, if, if I could shout it from the mountaintops or, you know, get my little bugle horn or something, it's like, this is Christianity. This is an aspect being a female in the 21st century, our age, this is what it looks like. And it's, it's so many people think that 
well, I don't know what a lot of people think about Christianity, but we, we kind of get a bad rap sometimes. And we may, people think, well, they're old fogies, they're, you know, old fashioned, they're so conservative, they, um, you know, they don't, they're not smart. I, I mean, we could come up with so many kinds of different adjectives to describe Christians or what people may think of them. But what I try to offer on the show is something that's relevant and that is real and fairly transparent and to, to kind of help all of us realize that we, we haven't arrived Nobody arrives, and we are not Sally Super Christians. We are, we are ladies. I'm really speaking about myself. Who, who, you know, we have our ups and downs and our struggles, and even in these mastermind discussions, I've tried to isolate just a few, maybe more common ones, so that we could talk about them and and admit that yeah i've been there i felt that and by god's grace he's at least teaching me that maybe the next time i'll i'll get a little closer to his heart and maybe the you know the end result won't be the train wreck it was the first time or whatever we're all working it out and trying to to do better and just to seek god and ask him to be involved in our lives in in ways that help to grow us in wisdom and maturity and so forth. I also thought about flipping that thought, it's all their fault, to what about if someone says, it's all your fault? How do you handle that, Candy? It's all your fault. Look what you've done. (laughs) My tendency is to agree with them. (laughs) You're right. It probably is all my fault because in my nature, I'm the one that's always, I feel like, I'm always saying I'm sorry. Even if I have nothing to do with the circumstances, I'm apologizing for somebody else's mess, it seems like. <laughs> um, and I am, and I have been. I am no longer the codependency queen. So I know exactly what you're talking about in that. Okay, <laughs> because good. That is, that is, it's so unhealthy. Codependency is so unhealthy. We're trying to please people. We're trying to uh, help people. But in helping or rescuing others, that validates us, and so those are other kinds of loops you can get into, and we, you could do a whole few shows, a series on codependency for sure, and I could definitely help tell you all the yeah. bad parts of it, you well, know, the weaknesses that come with yeah, it. Yeah, and you know, Stephen Johnson, when I talked to him about, as a matter of fact, when I talked to him about suicide, that what that one episode, I guess it was last year, early in my podcast history, um, he and I talked a little bit about codependency. I said, I'd also really like to, to talk to you about codependency. So I may have to re, you know, reach out to him again and, and just see what he has to say about that. Cause he's so wise. He has so much, so many good things to share. But if it's not a, now if someone says to me, it's all your fault, then by golly, I'm going to say, it. no, it's not. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Let's really look at this. What do you mean it's my fault? You're the one who did this. I'm probably going to show considerable resistance. Unlike you, my sweet friend, who would just say, okay, yeah, it probably is. I would, now sometimes I would if, if it were outright my fault, but, but if, but I might want to say, well, it's not all my fault or it's, wait a minute, let's talk about this. And some of that comes from my own 
self-esteem and maybe that you know I felt wounded by by that accusation and I would have to prove it because I don't want to disappoint anybody and if you're telling me it's all my fault look at the mess we're in then gosh that's going to be hard for me to handle so even the for me I have a slightly different response on it's all it's all your fault I would probably I don't want it to be my fault you accept that it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. I don't want that. So I don't know. Have you ever been that way? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, and, and maybe, I don't know. You don't want to generalize men and women, but in women friendships, <laughs> I'll just go there for a minute. You know, it's easy to uh, become dependent on each other sometimes, especially single women. And I know that I've had, and, and, I have friends who are also married, and it's easy to kind of get in that place where you are dependent or you allow, you. they're the first person you go to maybe when you, you do have hurt feelings rather than going to God. And, I mean, I had a friendship like that for years, and in the middle of some of the things I went through, I think, you know, someone got offended, and it was never my intention to hurt anybody. I was just trying to figure out how... I was going to move forward, but I couldn't help anyone else at that point. I was trying to, you know, figure out a reason for me to live, and I couldn't go help other people. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, I am an encourager, and so when I'm in, when I encourage other people, not everybody has that gift, and so sometimes in friendships, right, you might be the one that's always cheerleading and pulling someone through things. Do you know what I mean? Not that I never, I need cheer. I need encouragement too, is what I'm trying to say. And I think sometimes in some friendship, it's been one way. Mm. And so that can cause an offense. It's just, a, it's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding. And if you don't stop long enough to try to communicate and talk about it, we just get offended and we just walk away, you know? And I don't know. I just think sometimes friendships can be hard. There's such, I have so many wonderful quality friends I'm so blessed with that but there's been a couple that have been a challenge and sometimes in that codependency you have to kind of back up and say wait a minute I need to figure out what God what is God asking me to do and it's not always about pleasing someone else and that's hard sometimes Mm. that's good and we could also spin this thought candy to you know we've said it's all their fault it's all his fault her fault it's all your fault, someone telling us that. And then we could even point that back to us, our, ourselves. It's all my fault. And I'm f- very familiar with that particular thought as well. And how would I handle that? You know, depending on the issue, and sometimes really seriously serious ones, you know, to, th- to try to hold the weight of it's all my fault, it would it just makes my knees buckle. It's like I can't handle that. I'm not built to, to handle and to carry that kind of cargo because that, that you know, the guilt and that, that comes sometimes when we realize, yes, it really is all my fault or, or I, I goofed. And I goofed in a serious way, like, you know, why did I say that? Oh, my gosh. Whose fault is that but your own fault, right? So it's my own fault if, I, if I'm if i not self-controlled. Those are things that 
I could be 100% responsible for and at fault about. And, and this is the part where I've been, I know you're waiting to get to this part, but in just to even come to the point where we get to say, as we're talking about fault, is that we have a Savior whose fault it wasn't, but acted as if it were, and who took all the blame, all of it, every last ounce of it, and never threw a finger back. I couldn't wait to get to the point in our chat where we are actually talking about Jesus Christ and how he was blamed and how he was found guilty and where he took all of that upon himself, though he was not at fault. And that is such a an amazing you know, sobering thought. It's no wonder that the Bible says that the one who loves, who has been forgiven more, loves more. It makes such good sense. Even the disciples got that one right. And that, you know, it, it just makes really good sense that when you're so, when you know that you, it has been your fault, when you are willing to confess your sins, he is so quick to forgive and to call you, call you not guilty and to make you as if you were innocent and through his sacrifice and through the work that he did on the cross. And that's pretty astounding. And sometimes when I start, you know, I'm tempted to blame someone else about something or I'm, or somebody's blaming me or I'm even blaming blaming myself, it's all my fault, I, I go really quickly to Jesus and, and just kind of lay it all out there. And I receive that unconditional love that he has for me. And it may, it may mean that I have to do some correction on my part. Maybe I need more help with what I'm saying when, when I do something or say something that I really don't want to do, but it just kind of happens. And then there we go again. And, you know, those kind of little besetting sins or, um, transgressions, we miss the mark, those sorts of things. And we, I want to keep the slate clean. And of course, we need to go to the folks that we may have offended as well, especially if we are at fault. But ultimately, and in the most divine way, we have been called faultless. And that is a beautiful message. And it's also how we've been forgiven. We need to extend that forgiveness to others. And as I alluded earlier, generally, that's the thought that I have. Victoria, you're trying to get angry over this, but have you ever done something like this? Or Victoria, you're trying to hold this in and harbor it and it's, you found it offensive, but have you ever said something like that to someone? Or did you ever make this kind of a mistake or poor choice? Or did you ever lack discretion or show, or were you ever foolish in your behavior? And of course, all the answers to those questions are uh, yes, 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 and yes. So therefore, I've been forgiven that. So I need to extend that forgiveness as well. So Candy, as we're wrapping up here, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share? Well, I was thinking about scriptures that have to do with forgiveness. And of course, the 
one of the ones, you know, we learn as a child is in the Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It goes both ways. And we need to extend the same grace to others that God has extended to us and that he has forgiven us for our, our sins when we repent and we ask him to forgive us. He does. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I just was thinking about how it's important that we forgive as Christ has forgiven us because I don't, I don't deserve this either. There's nothing in me apart from him that's any good. Only Christ, Christ in us is good. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to extend the same grace to others. I think I, I recognize it quicker, I think, when I realize that I'm carrying something or that someone's hurt me or that I haven't hurt someone. But uh, this pastor used to say, you know, hopefully if I do say something, and there's a misunderstanding. Hopefully you know my heart. And when you know somebody's heart, I think that's why it's so important for relationships and to have relationships with each other, even if somebody may be walking in something, but they can't share it. So they're short with you or, and it hurts your feelings. But we need to, we need to extend that grace because, because God extended it to us. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's a great way to wrap the room, Candy. So thank you so much. And I'm going to pray us out. And I really appreciate your coming on. And can you tell everyone how they can connect with you, Candy? Yes, the easiest way is just on Facebook. I'm under Candy Renee. Uh, Hope for the journeys at gmail.com is my email. And I, I just want to thank you, Victoria, for giving me opportunity to share some of my little stories and uh, things on my heart. Just I appreciate so much that you opened the door for me to come in and, and have a chat with you tonight. Yeah, I love it. I love that you that you spend your time doing this and you're adding such value to the show, and I really appreciate that. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your kindness, your compassion to us. Thank you that you took the you took the bullet for us. You took the cross when really we deserved it. And you said, I'll take this upon my shoulders because you know, you know that we we just can't carry that kind of a load. And it's it's grace and mercy it's all wound and love all wound up in in one it's justice and righteousness and love and mercy all colliding there on that cross and we thank you for that and father for the very things for that that um, extent to which we've been forgiven and shown great love help us to also extend that to other people and when we're tempted to say well it's all their fault or it's not my fault or it is my fault and let us understand what that really means in our soul and our in the very innermost part of us help us to unravel that and figure out what it really means and what we're really saying and if there's an issue of confession or forgiveness unforgiveness bitterness whatever it may be that's 
that's lingering in our heart, whatever that issue might be for each one of us, forgiving ourselves even, we ask that you would help us work all of that out. And Father, may everything that we say and do bring glory to you and to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.